KB in the bay going crazy. Put peace on the hood, Mercedes. Young boys letting off 80. Leading next to a DR like 80. This ain't no corner, no Bailey. No internet clown gonna play me. Money ain't never gonna make me. I can win with a couple bucks like Brady. HCA baby, you cannot shame me. What they gonna pay me to shut my mouth? Ain't gotta okay me, then they gonna save me. I'm finna stay. What is up, everyone? We are back with another episode of Shaping the Culture. Hope all is well with you guys. Listen, fam, we've got a special guest with us today. This has been in the works for like a year now. Really? Something like that. It's been a while. I've been trying to get her on here for a minute. She's just been dodging us. She's been too busy for us. But finally, she made time out of her busy schedule to come on. We've got the host of the podcast, Meaningful Riches, Hebron, with us. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to be here. Yeah, excited to have you too. Uh, truly love what you're doing with your podcast. I just got to give honor where honor is due. Um, if anybody is a fan of podcasts, you got to check out her podcast. She covers so many different topics from marriage to finance to uh, friendship. All You cover all of it. You know, Yeah, we're no- a whole uh, eight episodes deep. All right. <laughs> <laughs> and she's got the best voice for podcasting. So... Thank you. you. Know, some some people. Oh, that means a lot. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but it's a it's a real joy to have you on here. Um, love the insights, the wisdom that you bring to the table, and I'm excited for the conversation today. Me too. Cool. So, um, we're gonna be talking about something that I've been thinking about for all of this year. It's actually I've been thinking about it for a while, but intentionally thinking about it this year, and it seems like it's something that you've also been thinking about yeah. as well. We're talking about embracing discipline. Um, let me ask you, um, is discipline something that you've always been good at or is this something that you're ever evolving and ever growing in? Yeah, it's definitely something that I have gotten better with. Um, I feel like when you're in school, especially, um, I graduated in 2019, but like when you have that level of structure, it's kind of almost ingrained in you and you think you're disciplined because your, your days are like so planned out for you already. Right, right. And then you graduate, you get a job, <laughs> whatever it is, and now you have like all this time to decide what you want to do. And right. then I was like, dang, maybe I'm not that disciplined. <laughs> <laughs> it's a setup. Yeah, yeah it yeah, really yeah. is a setup. Like, yeah. especially if you don't, you know, practice it initially. But um, yeah, yeah. Especially this past, these past two years, I should say, um, 2020, especially, I feel like the pandemic really like shifted a lot of things for me. Just yeah insight wise as far as like my own behaviors Mm -hmm. um and I remember I had so much free time during the pandemic and I was like okay what like direction do Mm -hmm. I want to take my life right now and there were like a couple words that kind of kept popping into mind and that was discipline Mm -hmm. consistency and uh happiness was a third one um and I've it, I say discipline was my word of the year this year, but it's really been something that I've like really been trying to like engrave into like my day to day life for the past three years. I would say. For yeah, sure. that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Speaking to that, so I'm reading Atomic Habits right now. Have you heard that's of the really book? book yeah. It's a fire book. Yeah. But he talks about that. Um, this idea that um, most people aren't self control. Mm-hmm. Um, what makes them self controlled is their environments. Yeah. And he gives an example of soldiers that were fighting in the Vietnam War, and they began doing heroin, and they became addicted. Nixon, Nixon got involved, and he's like, yo, we got to take care of our troops. It's going to be a problem when they get back home. Yeah. 
they get back home and they found out that 90% of these soldiers stopped just cold turkey. And what they found out was the environment is what triggered their drug use. And so when they're out there fighting in war, they're seeing battle, they're seeing friends lose their lives, they're, you know, stressed out by them possibly losing their lives. And so that's kind of like what led them to take the drug. But when they got home, they don't have all these triggers. And so now they're like, cool, like we don't need this. And speaking to that point, I think like we have been conditioned our whole lives to go to school, Mm -hmm. come back, study, do our homework, maybe do an extracurricular activity Mm -hmm. and then call it a day go back, uh, sleep, wake up in the morning, do it all over again. And then when you have all this free time, you're like, okay, what am I going to do with all of this? Um, I'm intrigued by what you said because a lot of people don't take the time to sit and reflect and think, okay, how can I enhance my life? Uh, How can I make use of my life, of my time? Um, What what kind of took you to that place? What inspired that? Um, because I know a lot of people who wasted their quarantine, a lot of people who squandered that thing yeah. um, and wish that they could actually go back and set themselves up. Um, what kind of led to you wanting to take discipline, happiness? And what was the third one again? Uh, uh, consistency. Consistent. What, yeah. what inspired um, that? Yeah. Well, I don't want to make it seem like the pandemic started and right off the bat, I was like, yes, yeah. like, what am I going to do to change my life? Because yeah. it definitely took like a couple of weeks to really like, do some like deep self-reflection and I think a big part of that was just how much time I had Uh, Mm -hmm. I think especially when I was in school like my coping mechanism for a lot of things is just being like super busy Mm -hmm. just so I don't have to deal with whatever it is that I'm going through at that time right 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 and then during the pandemic it was like by force like I had I had no other option yeah Yeah, yeah. I was (laughs) like whatever it is that I'm like unhappy about whatever it is I'm struggling with like I kind of had to face it like head on yeah um so I don't know that I have like a specific thing that I do to like get yourself to that point of self-reflection for me it was just like the environment like you said um and going back to that too I think that was such a good point um mentioned in that book I feel like that's such a huge thing that I focus on is like how or a a question that I ask myself a lot is Mm. how am I setting myself up as far Mm. as like who I'm surrounding myself with yeah what I'm spending my time doing right um which are all facets of your environment it's not just like physical things that you place in your space right right um and it always goes back to like why go against why go against the grain? You yeah, know what I mean? Because yeah. it's like if you have everything in your life set up to where you can't be successful in any aspect of your life, right. not even necessarily like um, like career, finances, whatever it is. Like if you don't have friendships um, or people that you can look up to where they show you good examples of like what relationships look like. Right. You know what I mean? Right, right, yeah. But yeah, it's always good to kind of take an inventory of like mm. what what am I doing with what I have right now yeah. and is it pushing me forward in any way to like get closer to my goals yeah that's fire um I have been on this journey I'm doing 75 hard are you familiar with the no. 75 hard challenge it's that hellish sounds scary it is so you've got to work out twice a day okay one of the workouts has to be outside Ooh, so I'm rain. already out <laughs> <laughs> so rain especially in Minnesota <laughs> For real, that's what I'm that's saying. That's a no-go for me. I'm doing it with friends in L.A., and they have no problems. I'm yeah, like, guys, course. can we compromise here yeah. a little bit? Um, one of them has to be outside. You've got to drink a gallon of water every day. Sheesh. 
every day. You've got to pick. They've, they've listed out a few diets, and you pick one of them. you got to be consistent with it. There are no cheat meals, no cheat days. This is seven days a week, right? Work out twice a day. No cheat oh meals. Oh, my God. Drink a gallon of water every single day. There's no break from that. In addition to that, you've got to read 10 pages a day. Yo. <laughs> <laughs> it's like they literally just grabbed everything that was difficult and put it into exactly, one challenge. Exactly, yeah. No. <laughs> I was like, yo, this is literally insane. You might not be okay by the end of that. <laughs> <laughs> For real. Um, and and then you got to take daily uh, progress picks. Yeah. And then here's the caveat. If you mess up once, you got to start over. Ooh. So let's say you go like 10 days doing well you have a meal that you shouldn't have you didn't read the 10 pages you didn't drink the gallon of water you got to go back to square one and you got to do that consistently for 75 days man that's a good way yeah that's a good way to teach discipline though seriously yeah Yeah. and it's not some people think it's like a um like a weight loss thing or you know some people use it to bulk up things like that but no it's like a mental toughness challenge definitely is yeah And one of the things that I've learned about discipline in this process, I'm on day 24, but one of the things I've learned in this process is discipline literally can change your life. Mm -hmm. Like you don't realize how much you can do until you put yourself in a position to do it. And I know for me, when I look at people that are disciplined or when I look at people that are killing it, I try to, you know, knowingly, unknowingly remove myself from them because thinking to myself there's no way i could do what they do they're more gift you know we look we talk about kanye west we talk about different artists we talk about um different people that are killing it and you're like wow they're just out of this world they're not human little wayne always is like i'm an alien i'm not of this world yeah, yeah, yeah. and we believe that they man might be, though. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> for real though Lil Wayne might be onto something with that one <laughs> <laughs> or like beyonce beyonce's work ethic yeah. is insane mm-hmm. yeah but i'm like really learning with discipline, consistency, and accountability, like anything is possible. Yeah. Literally anything is possible. And so in your journey of discipline, what are some of the things that you have learned? What are the, some of the things you've experienced? Uh, how have you been confronted by the journey of discipline? Man, um, well, the first thing that came to mind when you said that was um, with discipline being so difficult, Yeah. the biggest thing that I've realized is like you have to have a why that mm. really like gets you so weird you know what yeah, i mean like yeah. it can't be something superficial yeah for example if um one of your goals is like working out or whatever um a lot of times just physically looking good isn't a big enough why to enough. like go through a lot of like the pain that you have to go through when you're yeah. working out because it's hard yeah but like i don't know if maybe like your family members or whatever it is went through certain illnesses or like you're yeah. trying to have more energy to spend time with your family and your kids and like make sure that you have a long healthy life not just a long life yeah that might be a why that gets you up every time even when you don't want to go yeah absolutely and for me like with discipline a lot of times that I've noticed myself kind of like falling off is when I haven't really sat down and asked myself like why am I actually Mm. doing what I'm doing because then there's nothing to really like motivate you on the days that you don't want to do it. Right. And right. it goes beyond discipline. I mean, and it, it goes beyond motivation is what I mean. That's yeah. the whole point of discipline. Right? Absolutely. Because yeah. it's like motivation is based on what you feel. And then discipline is like regardless of what I feel. <laughs> that's a word. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's mm-hmm. real. I think that why component is essential. And, um, you know, I think that 
a lot of the reasons why we quit is because we have the wrong motivations. Yeah. We have the wrong why. And we really need to sit and discover. We need to really sit and reflect, kind of like you did, yeah. and think about, okay, what do I want my life to be about? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know about you, but as of late, I don't I know, I don't even know why I'm thinking about this. I'm still young, but I've think, <laughs> been thinking a lot about legacy. Really? Thinking about, yeah, like yeah. what am I gonna leave behind? Yeah. Um, you know, what's the, what's gonna be my imprint in the communities that I'm a part of, with my family, with my friendships. Mm-hmm. And um are you familiar with who Andy Stanley is? Mm-mm. Um, he's this pastor from Atlanta, Georgia, Georgia. And he says, um, think about your funeral. I know it sounds morbid, but just bear with me for a second. Think about your funeral. What are the things that you want to be uh, said about you? And for me in the last year, I've gone to more funerals than weddings. It's oh, wow. just been a really tough time. There's a lot of yeah, it's been dark in a lot of ways. And so you're forced to think about these things. But then as you're going to these funerals, you're listening to what people have to say. Nobody like really bring, brings up accolades. Nobody really brings up mm-hmm. um, degrees or job titles or cars that they drove or houses that they lived in. They always get to the character of a person. Yeah. Um, they always get into the heart of the person. And so sitting down and thinking through, okay, what do you want people to say about you? And then asking if my time was to come to an end tomorrow, will these things be said about me? Right. And if the answer is no, that means you got work to do. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what I've been thinking through as far as legacy. Like, how do I want to um, leave an impact? How do I want to leave an imprint that will inspire people to love God better, to love people around them better, and to live a, a purpose-filled life? Because yeah. what we have is so short. Yeah. It comes like this. And so having a why is so essential and it takes you very far. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that's such a good point too, because a lot of times when we think about discipline, the first thing that comes to mind is career or like finances or like things outside of yourself really. Right. But you can be disciplined with your character, how you treat other people. You know what I mean? And it's like, are you being consistent in the way that, you are with people like yeah. are you going to describe me and my ex- and your experience with me the same way someone else or a stranger right, you know what right, i mean like right, am right. i in a way being two-faced because i treat people that are closer to me better yeah. than people i don't know right you know yeah. so there's so many different aspects of your life that you can be disciplined with it's not just about um you know finances career and all that stuff that's real yeah a mentor of mine once said um True maturity is being the same person everywhere you go. Yeah. You know what I mean? So your parents say the same thing that your friends say about you and your friends say the same thing your teachers say about you and your coworkers. And so I love how you said discipline um, bleeds into every facet of life. Um, When you sat down and thought through wanting to be more disciplined, were you thinking about a specific area of life that you wanted to be disciplined in or were you thinking holistically um, being a disciplined person? That's a really great question. Um, I think initially I was thinking more holistically. Okay. <clears throat> but then, like, with more time, it got a little bit more specific in, like, what areas of my life I was really noticing that I was less disciplined in. Right. Um, like, for example, I just got a trainer. Okay. Um, <laughs> there you go. Yeah. yeah so That's huge. Like, Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. RIP, though. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm laughing. Yeah. I mean, it'll be worth it, but, like, you know. Yeah. Um, so it, it eventually got more specific. Um, so it got more specific <laughs> with health, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Um, just because it's really important to me to, like, have the energy to actually go and do the things that right. I want to do and accomplish the things that I want to do. Right. The last thing I want is, like, to go through life and not 
feel it fully because I'm not healthy. Yeah. yeah. So that's been like my number one thing um, the past this year. Um, sure. Outside of that, uh, finances for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and what was another one that I was like? It was re- it was mostly just health and finances, honestly. Because okay. I feel like those are like. Those are huge. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, the health of those two things can change a lot about our lives. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's awesome. I love that you said you started off general and then moved into more specific things. Um, I have realized over time that um, success is a byproduct of being incredibly specific. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, you've got to work at one thing over and over and over and over again. If you have, like, a specific goal, the chances of you getting better at it are a lot better than you just trying to hit a whole bunch of things. And something I've discovered on this journey of discipline is you've got to carve out certain goals and zero in on them. And then once you kind of overcome them or you master them, move on to the next thing. Because discipline is a very... It's tough. Like, it's hard to be disciplined with, like, five different things at the same time versus, like, you know, let me make sure I have this down. And then you'll feel more confident, too, once you have one thing in your back pocket and you're like, okay, I've done this. I can definitely move on and accomplish something else. But you brought up a good point, too, um, where you said, what was it, success is a byproduct of? Being extremely specific. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, God. I'm laughing I feel like you've because, got a testimony. Like, yeah. yeah. So initially when I started or before I started the my podcast. Yeah. Uh oh. My biggest <laughs> issue was like I had such a huge like idea and dream mm. for. And I think a lot of people get caught up in this. Yeah. Where like you have a goal or whatever it is that you want to accomplish. Yeah. And in your mind you kind of build up this image of what you want it to look like. And it mm. eventually like you build it up to the point where it becomes too big. Yeah. And you haven't even done like the first thing towards it yet. Yeah. But now in your mind you have like all these different things that you're gonna do and accomplish yeah. and like that almost becomes a hindrance because you've created something that's so big that it intimidates you. Now. Right. That's a word. Yeah. Yeah. So for me, that was an issue with the podcast for a long time because I was like, dang, like I couldn't even live up to the standards that I set for myself mm, before I even like put anything on paper, dang, before yeah. I even bought anything to even make yeah, a podcast. Yeah. Or, like, right, I didn't even know the name of the, the podcast at this point. <laughs> I was like literally just in my head laying in bed like, yeah. We're going to start a podcast. This is going to be yeah. dope. <laughs> World domination. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, nothing's getting done. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, and then I realized like I'm not I'm not actually doing anything to move myself mm. forward if this is something that I want to accomplish. So, so then I was like, okay, what's the first thing that I need to do to actually move myself one step forward? Yeah. Let me buy the equipment yeah. or like let me actually solidify the podcast name yeah. or like let me pick it could be as simple as like let me pick like my theme colors, whatever it is. Yes. Yes. Cuz it's like small wins like that yes. that kind of continue to motivate you where you yes. can move on versus like a huge goal you have really no direction of like how to even get there yeah now it's like i know what i need to do a b c d to like be consistent with that to eventually build the dream that i saw from the start yeah Yeah. you just dropped a whole bunch of gems right there um not to keep referencing atomic bomb uh atomic habits sorry (laughs) atomic bombs uh atomic (laughs) habits but like right out the gate in that book the first chapter talks about uh being one percent better 
like the aim isn't to be a hundred percent better tomorrow it's to be one percent better and so if you want to start just we're both podcasters so we can both relate i when i first started shaping the culture i didn't have the equipment that i have today i started off with a snowball mic Mm -hmm. and even when i would interview guests that weren't in-house i would literally take my phone put it on speakerphone and put it up against the snowball mic and the quality was trash but i was like this is what i can afford this is what I got, what I can do. And once I've mastered this and I can move on to the next thing, I moved on from a snowball mic to a better USB mic. From there, I went on to right. that mic, to these mics, and then now have these mixers. And then we're like, we want to be on YouTube. It's like, all right, let me buy one camera. All right, let me get some lights. Let's get angles. And so, yeah. um, and this has been a five-year journey. Like I'm this, this April, I'll be celebrating five years of doing this podcast and I look and I'm like, man, there's still so many things I need to get done. There's still so many things I can improve on. But when I look back, I'm like, yo, I've come such a long way. And it's because to your point, you're just mastering these little things. Um, Figuring out the name is a huge deal. Figuring out uh, who you want to be, your identity. Like, what are you, what's what's your message? What's your message? What are you bringing to the table? Um, Do you have a design? Are you... Are you going to have a are you going to have a co-host? Are you going to do any solo episodes like all these having a vision for the podcast? Like all of that um, goes a long way. And so and that's true with anything in life. Um, I'm also a church planter. And when we planted, you know, you I'm my team knows I'm a big vision guy. I'm big picture guy. And the little stuff stresses me out. Yeah. Uh, and so staffing your weakness, <laughs> knowing right. what you bring to the table and what you don't bring to the table, putting people on your team that can complement you and then working towards certain goals. And, um, yeah, I, I really love how you put it, like being specific helps us, uh, you know, check things off so that we yeah. can accomplish our ultimate goal. Yeah. And so um, and like you said, it, it really, you know, because it could be daunting. Um, to start if you don't have small steps. Yeah, know? not only that, I mean, you mentioned a good point too, like just taking a look back and seeing how far you've come already is such a huge yeah. motivator and it puts so much into perspective because when you're so focused on the day-to-day and the yeah. step-by-step, sometimes you're like, bro, I don't feel like anything's happening. Like, For real. I feel like I haven't moved. I feel like I've been doing the same thing and nothing's changed, but then yeah. it's like, okay, maybe you've gotten better. Well, we're using podcasts as an example right now because <laughs> that's what we do. That's what we do. Yeah. But like, you know what I mean? Like maybe you've gotten better with editing. Maybe like your speaking and communication skills have gotten better. Just like small little things to take note of where you've grown. Um, Yeah. I think it's, it's important to look back and like definitely take a note of that. Yeah. Uh, I, I listened to this pastor who also is a podcaster and he says he comes up with an analogy one day, uh, one analogy every single day. And that has helped him become a better communicator. Um, and so, yeah, to your point, just taking one thing and working at it. I had a question for you. Yeah. Um, in your journey to embracing <laughs> discipline, becoming more disciplined, um, w- have you found yourself uh, hitting a wall? Like, man, I really want to get to this, but for some reason I keep falling short. And if so, how did you get over that hump? Ooh. <laughs> I don't know if I've gotten over that hump. Mm. Um. For me, the thing that I keep hitting the wall with is with the podcast. 
<laughs> it's like it's definitely my like passion project for sure and yeah. it brings me so much joy to do it you know what i mean yeah, but yeah. when something is that yeah sometimes there isn't um Mm. a lot of urgency behind it mm. because there's no one behind me saying like hey like you need to get this done it's yeah. really just based off of like my schedule whatever right. it is um so that's definitely like my number one thing this year it's on my vision board too i'm like yo you gotta like pick it up with the podcast yeah. here but um so yeah real. i can't really speak to like getting over the hump yet because i haven't um yeah but i mean it's definitely something that i'm gonna work on that's awesome yeah i um I think we're all on a journey. I definitely resonate with what you're saying. Um, something I've realized with the 75 heart challenge is um, accountability helps with discipline. Yeah. Um, I've realized when, <laughs> you know, someone once said, nobody has lied to you more than you've lied to yourself. Mm -hmm. <laughs> How many times have you said, I'm going to start this. I'm going to complete that. I'm going to work on that. I'm going to get better at this and then never do it. But I found myself continually telling myself, I got to get better in this. I got to get better at that. And every year it was the same thing over and over and over again. Like I would hit a wall. Yeah. And one thing I've realized, I'm doing the 75 hard challenge with three other guys and having someone to check in with daily, like having people to hold you accountable, having people that encourage you on days that you don't feel like doing two workouts, yeah. having people to like, um, you know, cheer you on as you're, crawling through the day and just finishing up what you got to finish. Yeah. Um, it goes such a long way. And I feel like one of the things I've learned in my journey to um, embracing discipline is I can't do it by myself. Mm -hmm. uh, that like, I can't trust myself um, to become who I want to become mm -hmm. that I'm going to have to get around a tribe. And this is what you're speaking to earlier. You got, you got to check your community. Yeah. You got to check your surroundings. You got to check, um, the people that you keep close because they are that that is indicative of who you become and how well you accomplish some of the goals that you set out for yourself. Yeah. And I just find it interesting because in our day and age, the the message is um, you don't need nobody solo me, myself and yeah. I. Yeah. Like I, I got this. Like I don't need any help. And there's like that classic saying, um, if you want to get there fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go with us. Yeah. yeah. And so um, how do you feel like accountability um, has helped you in your journey with discipline? Man, I feel like especially with because um, you got a personal trainer now, too. Yeah, <laughs> I was like I was going to bring that up because um, that's just one area of my life. Y'all, I'm like, I need somebody like in my face with like, <laughs> what it, like one of those like spray like a water gun water or something gun? to yeah, just yeah. like spray me with when I'm not like doing what I need to be doing. Yeah. Um, funny enough though, the, my trainer's, uh, um, virtual cause he's in another state, okay. but it's same impact yeah. because he checks in on me every morning and he's like, Hey, uh, even beyond just like, uh, physical exercise, like, did you do, um, your affirmations or right. like, did you, uh, wake up at the time you wanted to get up? Did you go to sleep uh, at the time you wanted to go to weird. sleep? Yeah, that's you know what I mean? Like someone that's there like constantly checking in and saying like, hey, are you sticking to the things that you promised yourself? Mm, you know, yeah. like why is it so hard for us that's to real. stick to things for us? Yeah, yeah, You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But that's, I've seen like the biggest impact with that for sure. Yeah. Um, I think it's pretty obvious to say that plays a huge uh, role when it comes to like faith. And, yeah, yeah. Um, 
your relationship with God, too. It's really hard to be disciplined if you don't have people holding you accountable in a lot of areas. Yeah. Um, and then with the podcast, I don't know. I don't know that I've, I don't know how I would be able to, like, set something up like that. Because my fear with that is I don't want that to feel like work. Mm. And I feel like if I have someone, like, checking in on me <laughs> with that, I'm going to start to get annoyed. Like Yeah, yeah. You record an episode this week. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, it'll almost, like, make me not want to do it. Um, So I think there's, like, a fine balance between, like, finding accountability with things that, like, you know you need it and then maybe less so in areas that maybe you are doing, like, for fun or, like, a hobby type of thing. Yeah, that's deep. You said something about um, the trainer checking in on you. Um, Do you, what do you think our relationship with delayed gratification is? Because sometimes I feel like one of the reasons why I fail with discipline is because I I think we're all trying to attain some level of pleasure. I feel like there's pleasure in being healthy. There's pleasure in getting podcast episodes done. There's, um, But then there's also the pleasure of sleeping in. Mm-hmm. And then there's a the pleasure of not having to uh, literally kill your body. <laughs> right. Well, that's the instant gratification, right? The instant like, gratification. Like, now yeah. in our society, we kind of live like in this microwave bubble where like mm. you get everything like this. Yeah. And even if you take a look at the apps we use, um, yeah. like Instagram, Twitter, whatever it is, like getting a like on your post, that's instant gratification. Right. And that literally changes the way that you react to like yeah. things that like your serotonin levels and stuff. They've yeah. done studies where like um, they take a look at the long-term effects of people who spend like lots and lots of time on social networking sites and yeah. like how getting that constant gratification and instant gratification makes it so much harder for them to be happy in a normal setting. Wow. Yeah. Because our brains like aren't wired to be on a high 24 seven, but that's what we're conditioning it to be through the apps that we're using through whatever it is we're spending our time doing. So then when you're put in a regular Mm. situation like this, which for someone that maybe hasn't been on social media or like experienced those high instant gratification moments, this might be pleasurable or enjoyable to them right. and make them happy. But for right. someone else, it might be like, what is this? Yeah. You know what I mean? Because yeah. it's like you wired your brain to search for a high that's like more than what it even needs. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? But yeah. um, with discipline and instant gratification, though, I mean, like, it just doesn't go together. <laughs> like, it's just like, it just doesn't go together. Like, yeah. if you're trying to be disciplined, you're not going to be instantly gratified no, like you're all. not you don't need discipline if you're for instant gratification right, you know what i right, mean like right. the reason you're trying to be disciplined is because you're trying to do something that you know is going to take a longer period of right, time right right you need delayed gratification yes but i think one of the things that probably helps with that because i know it's hard to continue to do something that you're not like seeing in some type mm. of like reward yeah. is kind of setting setting it up for yourself to like reward yourself for certain steps along the way. That's good. Um, Because if you're too focused on like what my end goal is, it's going to take a long time for you to get there and you might feel discouraged along the way. So you need moments where like you're picking yourself up and encouraging yourself. So splitting it up into those smaller goals and like, okay, saying I've done this thing that's gotten me like a step or two towards what I need to do. Do something to like reward yourself. You know what I mean? Because that's better than where you were before. Right, right, right. That's so, that's a word. Um, Speaking to that instant gratification and delayed gratification, 
Um, I love how you said you can't be disciplined and still seek instant gratification. Yeah. It's just, I, if everybody could be their ideal um, body weight working out for three days, more people everybody would be working. Would be fit. <laughs> exactly. Everybody, and if you're not fit at that point, it's like, bruh. Something is <laughs> off here. Something's <laughs> not adding up. Yeah. Yeah. I was having a conversation with my cousin and he was saying how, you know, he, he gave this beautiful imagery of, um, you know, it's like, uh, you know, cutting a tree down. You know, you take an axe, you take a swing, um, hit the hit the tree. The tree is not going to fall. Mm-hmm. But you take another swing, tree is not going to fall. But you keep striking over and over and over and over again. And it might be on the hundredth time, maybe the two hundredth time, maybe the thousandth time, that tree is going to fall. But what's crazy is what most people see is that final like hit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's like, oh, snaps. That tree fell because, you know, this, you know, so many people are like, oh, they're an overnight success yeah. or things come easy for them. Not knowing that people have been striking for days, weeks, months, years. even years. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And uh, even Steph Kerr, I remember one time um, somebody was like, oh, I'm going to be a better uh, three point shooter than Steph Curry. Steph Curry was like, a lot of this is muscle memory. I've mm-hmm. been shooting a basketball since I was three years old. Um, and there's a lot of days I have gone playing basketball. And we just look at somebody doing something great and we think, oh, I can get there tomorrow. I can get there next week. I can yeah. get there in a year. I heard there's a quote someone said, I think we overestimate what we can do in a year. I and love that we quote. underestimate what we can do in 10 years. Yeah. yeah. Tony Robbins. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so. Um, I think there's something beautiful about delayed gratification and trusting the process, like knowing that it might not be the third strike or the fifth strike, but if you keep striking, like the law of discipline has never it ha- failed. Literally, no it one. has to come through at it some point. It has yeah. to, yeah. So. I think that's where uh, uh, comparison kind of plays into it too because mm. um, you mentioned people kind of looking at how long it's taken Mm. someone else or like where someone else is in their life and thinking, Oh, like I'm going to quit now because it hasn't panned out for me in the same amount of time. Or like only focusing on what we see as like basically everybody's highlight reel on social media and expecting your journey to look that same exact way. You know what I mean? Like you'll get to your highlight reel eventually, eventually, but nobody shares like, the process, the process. <laughs> at all yeah at all and yeah. then everybody gets so discouraged or like so quick to quit and they lack mm. patience because all you want is like the success yeah you know what i yeah. mean and yeah. if that's really re- like your driving factor like i think you really need to sit down with yourself and ask like why yeah because if you're discouraged or like if if that's the only thing encouraging you to like get up every day and do what what it is you need to do like what is actually driving you yeah it's that goal yeah. you know what i mean i think for a lot of people it tends to be something superficial right 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 like maybe portraying this image to others that like you have it all together or, like yeah. you're living this lavish lifestyle yeah i think a lot of it has to do with like image and um money um yeah which is why like the comparison on social media makes it so easy to fall into that if that is your driving factor. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I see what you did there. <laughs> My dad, uh, he always tells me I don't trust an overnight success. Yeah. Because there are people who don't need to strike a thousand times mm-hmm. before the tree falls. Mm-hmm. Like, luck. We all get lucky. There are people who win the lottery. Mm-hmm. 
But like the difference between someone who got successful from a disciplined lifestyle versus someone who got successful off of luck is the way they manage the success, yeah. right? And so um, you want to embrace the process because the process is forming you, it's shaping you, um, it's forging uh, a characteristics that will help you steward your success well. Right. People who get success right away, they they stump, they uh, they fumble the bag time mm -hmm. and time again. That's why I don't really like these new hip hop artists that are coming out. They've got a TikTok song that like that makes went, them go yeah, viral, viral yeah. and we don't hear of them for ever after one that. Hit wonders, yeah. Yeah, yeah, one hit wonders. And something I've learned about discipline is um, it not helps it not only helps you um, become who you need to be in the journey, but it also helps you steward what you're really after. It helps you steward the 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 goal that you're trying to attain. Um, have you ever been in a situation where you have worked really hard? Maybe it's a degree. You worked for four years or whatever it is, and you finally got it, and you valued it so much because you knew the work, the dedication, the sacrifice, the tears, the late nights, the no sleep that um, it took for you to accomplish whatever it is that you accomplished. Um, I would say I definitely felt like that when I got the job that I have now. Okay. Um, because I was job searching for like probably close to like seven months wow, yeah. during the pandemic, which I mean, makes sense considering the circumstances. Yeah, yeah. Um, thankfully, I wasn't in a position to like be like too stressed about like finances and stuff. So I was really able to like kind of ask myself like, okay, what direction do I actually want to take my career? Yeah. Um, and I grinded like I <laughs> <laughs> talk about I it. I was taking <laughs> courses. I was like doing everything that I needed to do to like put things on my resume to yeah. like make it be what I needed it to be yeah. so I can get this job. Yeah, um, yeah. And the whole interview process was kind of like long and mm. strenuous. And um, mm. once I got it, I was like, dang, mm. I really did that. Yeah. You know what I mean? But then I remember like the first day when I was my first day on the job, I was like, bruh, <laughs> I don't know if I'm qualified for this. <laughs> That's so real. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but also that just goes the whole imposter syndrome too. Yeah. Like you worked so hard for something, yeah. you finally get there. And all of a sudden it's that negative self-talk of like, right. I, I don't belong here. Right. I don't know what I'm doing, but it's like, right. didn't necessarily feel that way leading up. Mm, to the point you yes, know what i mean yes yeah. um but yeah that was definitely like a big a big one for me for sure that's what's up yeah for hopefully sure. uh this trainer will be my next yeah um, yeah testimony for that we'll check in <laughs> in about six months 12 weeks <laughs> 12 weeks okay you heard it here first <laughs> that's this is it. gonna be my accountability uh <laughs> Uh, podcast. There it is. We're sure. happy to help. I'm not going to embarrass myself coming back to this show like 12 <laughs> weeks from now. Like, what was I saying? What, what was going on? Yeah. yeah what happened? No, yeah. that's true. Um, for anybody tuning in and listening, what would be a final encouragement or maybe a challenge that you would uh, want to share regarding discipline? Maybe from your own personal experiences, maybe what um, you're going through right now. Um, things that you've gone through in the past, like uh, what would you urge the listener um, in as it pertains to discipline? Um, I think the biggest thing you can do to help yourself in any aspect of your life, not only discipline, is yeah. really just sitting with yourself and taking an inventory of like key aspects of your life that are 
really important to what direction you're heading in. Like, right. okay, like I mentioned earlier, who am I spending my time with? Yeah. How am I spending my time? Um, every day when I wake up, like, what's my mood? What is there anything that's that's exciting me to get up? And sometimes I think we get lost in the whole um, entrepreneurial. Like, everybody wants to be an entrepreneur. And like, if you have a nine to five, that means you're not happy. That means you're, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, there's yeah. so many different like weird things that you see online that just puts people in a box. Yeah. And it's like, okay, if you don't live this type of lifestyle, right. then you're not successful or you're not happy or you're behind for your age, whatever it is. But like take all, all of that out of the picture and really ask yourself, like, Hmm. what do I want? Forget what people are going to think about you. Forget what you see on social media. Forget even like what you think the standards are Mm. for like how much money you need to be making for your age or whatever it is. Right. Like, what is it that would make me happy? You know what I mean? Um, and really taking an inventory and asking yourself, am I actually doing anything on a day-to-day basis to like make these things come to pass, Right. you know, because I think a lot of us are just like in a wishing state all Mm. the time. Like you wish for certain things. That's a word. Yeah. (laughs) That's a word. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, like I'm guilty of that too. And it's like, okay, like it's not just going to appear out of nowhere. And all of a sudden, like you're living this life that you want to live. Like you're going to have days that are going to suck. Like you're not going to want to do the things that you need to do to like move yourself forward. But you have to remind yourself at the end of the day, it's not, it's like you're grinding for a bigger reason than just image than just, you know what I mean? Like you mentioned legacy earlier. That's a huge thing for me. Like on the days that I'm like, man, like I don't want to do any of this. The first thing that comes to mind is like Mm. all the sacrifices my parents have made Mm. to like get me to the point that I'm at now and give me the opportunities that I have just by coming to America. You know what I mean? And it's like, how am I setting my life up Mm. so that my kids and my Mm. kids' kids don't have to go through the same struggles that I have to go through or like I've had to go through, you know what I mean? Like that's like my biggest why for pretty much any goal that I've ever ever had, like making sure that I'm leaving a legacy that takes away all the obstacles that my parents have gone through. Right. And all the obstacles that I've had to go through. Yeah, that's so deep. Me and my friends always talk about that. Like, we don't want our kids to make the same mistakes. We want them to make new mistakes. Yeah. You know what I mean? We don't want to have a chance to make new mistakes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, For real. Yeah. 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 You said something that I really need to ask a follow up question to. Yeah. Um, what is the difference? Maybe because you said some things and I want to make sure people get it as clearly as possible. What is the difference between wishing for something and setting a vision? Mm, okay so for me wishing is like um there's no substance behind it it's Mm. like you might see something or like you might hear of something it's like oh i wish i had that or like i wish i had that car i wish i had that lifestyle whatever it is but there's no actual like movement towards getting yourself that thing to that place um even to like that emotional state whatever it is sometimes we wish i wish i was like as happy as them i wish i like communicated the way they did I wish I had that much confidence and energy, but like there's nothing that you're doing (laughs) on a day-to-day basis to actually get you that. And I think that's probably one of my biggest pet peeves, honestly, is like people who just wish Mm. because it's like, (laughs) I just want to like shake you because it's like, I want, I want you to experience same way that I want it for myself. Like I want everybody to experience and have everything that they dream of. Yeah. But like, let's get past the point of like wishing about it right. and go to actually 
being disciplined. Yeah. And talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> and setting up yourself to like make those things come to pass. And yeah. I think a, the difference with that and like having a vision is a vision in a way can start off as a wish, right? Yeah. But then it goes from that to like, okay, now I'm thinking of ways that I can actually make this happen. Yeah. And now I'm actually writing it down and making it plain so right. I can see it on a day-to-day basis. Yes. You know what I mean? Now yeah. I'm reaching out to people that are going to move me closer to that goal. Right, right. It's like actually taking steps that are actionable. You know what I mean? Like right. taking steps towards making it happen. Yeah. yeah. Why do you think people... Um, to go from the wishing stage the dreaming stage to the actual vision casting um adding some substance to it do you think that maybe people just feel like it's too out of reach or do you feel like people know that they can do it they're just lazy i don't know like what's the yeah. what's the chasm between um wishing um, and vision casting honestly i feel like laziness is like uh an excuse that we use to hide oh, like snaps. deeper oh. things that really aren't laziness. Oh, snaps. We're going there. You know what I mean? Because a <laughs> yeah, lot of times, yeah. like when you think about times when, when you've been lazy with a goal, it's like, am I actually lazy as a person? No. Cause yeah. there's been areas of my life where I'm consistent, where I like, I do it. Yeah. But why am I not doing it with this aspect of whatever it is that I'm trying to accomplish? A yeah. lot of times it has to do with self doubt. Yeah. A lot of times it has to do with like, okay, even like, uh, perception like how are yeah. people going to perceive me because I want to do this thing some people are embarrassed of their dreams and right, right, you know what I mean right. and it's they're ashamed to admit like oh and it's not even necessarily something shameful but like maybe you've like built your life around or like your friendships around like this image of yourself that really isn't even you yeah and yeah. like in reality you have this goal or this dream or this thing that you want to do that doesn't align with that mm. and a lot of times Man, we there's just like got this deep. whole like yeah there's <laughs> this whole like psychological thing with like we're like our need is to always have our behaviors match our self-image mm, and yeah. if you build up your self-image to be something that you're not actually right right all of your behaviors are going to reflect something right. that aren't you yeah you know what yeah, i mean so yeah. it's like if you have dreams and ideas and things that you want to do that don't align with who other people see you as who you see yourself as you're not going to be disciplined with that because it doesn't, you're already going against the grain. You know yeah. what I mean? You're trying to fight something that like you've built up already. Right. I don't know if that makes that, sense. The mic is on fire over there. I don't know if you, <laughs> can, I don't know if you can see it, but uh, yo, I really appreciate what you just shared. I, one of the things I have learned as I've gotten older is a lot of what holds us back. Um, we don't really do the work to realize that like, there's so many deeper things, yeah. underlying things mm -hmm. that hold us back from our dreams. Sometimes we don't have the self-awareness. Sometimes we have the self-awareness, but we have the fear to face, we, we fear to face ourselves. Mm -hmm. um, or sometimes like we're scared of change. Yeah. We've been, we've, we've literally grown up in our dysfunction and though we want to change and it's healthy to change, we're scared of letting go of what we know to be true. Even if what we know to be true is causing great Dang. harm yeah you know what i mean um i, I was having a, a, a conversation with uh some friends of mine a married couple and they were talking about different motivations for working out mm -hmm. and um one of the friend, one of my friends was saying um no you're, you're just not disciplined uh it's just laziness the other friend was like no it's not discipline lack of discipline or laziness um there are things i need to overcome in me mm -hmm 
before I even get to the gym. Mm -hmm. Like even for me, I'll like tell myself, I, I never grew up going to the weight room. And so I was literally terrified of the bench press. I remember me and my friends went to the gym one time. Everybody got on the bench press and everybody was putting like 45 uh, pound weights on it and everything. It got to me. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> I couldn't even lift the bar. Yeah. Just the solo bar. Mm -hmm. And the way my friends clown me. Yeah. And when I tell you, hey, everyone, like for like five six seven years i never went back to the gym yeah not because i didn't want to not because i didn't have a desire to that's ptsd right that's there PTSD. The <laughs> for real it was not a lack of discipline it was fear yeah. it, was, it was ptsd and sometimes like we we incorrectly diagnose ourselves mm -hmm. and we just say well i'm just not meant to be this person or it's not meant for me but like if we actually took the time and really assessed okay what what's the real reason here like what am i really running away from yeah what am i really hiding mm -hmm. um what am i terrified of and i remember after that my brother and a friend of mine we just started going to the gym together they taught me how to use the weights they taught me like my way around the gym and for a good six months we were working out consistently and i built up my confidence yeah but it took again accountability it took people supporting me it took people who um, didn't shame me it mm -hmm. took people who were sensitive to some of these insecurities and took people that were willing to walk with me right um to get me to a point where now like i i'm at the gym all the time i never need any i, I like yeah. actually awesome. would rather to go by myself by yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like if i never confronted that fear mm -hmm. i wouldn't be here today and so i really that's why i really appreciated what you shared because sometimes um uh, what holds us back isn't a lack of discipline, but maybe some trauma, yeah. some unresolved issues, uh, some fears, some insecurities. Maybe like it's something someone told us a long time ago about ourselves and mm -hmm. we've just believed it all these years. Like we've been carrying a lie all these years. And th the thing about like lies is if you tell it to yourself enough times, you'll believe it to be true. Yeah. And know? it will be true because then your actions will match up with it. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. No, that's deep. I, yeah, I, I appreciate that. Um, any last words, any last thoughts before we wrap this one up? Um, um. <laughs> Say it with your chest. <laughs> <laughs> Stop being lazy. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I mean, you've said, you basically summed it all up for me um, with what you just said just now. Um, also, you guys give yourself some grace. Mm, like, it's yeah. okay to like, have a couple missteps here and there. Yeah. Um, and even in the book, uh, it talks about how um, Atomic Habits, it talks about how, like, if you do mess up and yeah. there's a day or two that you skip or, like, you're not consistent with whatever it is you need to be consistent in, right. don't all of a sudden quit and say, man, yeah. like, I just messed up my streak. Because I think we get caught up in the whole streak mentality where it's like, yeah. you've been doing so well. Say you've been doing good for 75 days. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh -huh. And on the last day, you're not. <laughs> And then yeah. now you're like, dang, like, I can't do this. Yeah. But it's like, you don't realize you just, you did 74 days right. worth of being consistent. Yeah. Yeah. Let that day pass. Yeah. Start the next day yeah. and continue as is. I, yeah. I've had that issue too, where it's like you mess up once and it's like, Throw the baby out just the bath is in yeah. shambles after that. Yeah. But like, you can pick that back up and get back into it. So, yeah. um, yeah, just give yourself some grace and, mm. um, and, uh, uh, keep, keep, 
going towards the things that you want to accomplish. Yeah, for sure. I appreciate that. One, there's one more. You just keep inspiring thoughts. Oh, let's do this. I'm down for <laughs> I was this like, I'm about to wrap it up, but you just, <laughs> yeah, like alongside with the book, he he talks about the um, systems are better than goals. Yeah. Um, because go, what do you do once you reach your goal, right? You you end up quitting and then reverting back to old habits, and then you keep you just find yourself at square one or what have you. And so to your point about like having grace for yourself. And just being committed more so towards who you're becoming yeah, more than accomplishing. Mm-hmm. Like Jefferson Bethke said this in his book. I'm forgetting the name of his book. He said, um, um, becoming is way better than achieving. Mm-hmm. Because when you're becoming, there is no deadline. Mm-hmm. There is like, there is no 75 days. It's until it's I, until you die, until yeah. I die. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and I think that helps with the grace piece, right? Because, um, when you know that there is no end, that you're ever growing, ever evolving, ever, um, you know, um, becoming all that you want to be like you, you kind of like do away with these arbitrary timelines and goals. And you're like, okay, I wasn't the best today, but I'm going to do something about it tomorrow. Yeah. And then you let tomorrow happen. And for whatever, whatever happens, you're like, okay, Good or bad, I'm going to get up the next day and continue. And before you know it, you find yourself becoming the version of you that you've always wanted to be because you're not so focused. I mean, like even with working out, it's like around January, it's like six months until summertime. (laughs) Got to get right. Right. Um, But like if we're if we were if we weren't pursuing a a, a summer bod, but we were pursuing health, Mm -hmm. no matter what season, fall, spring, winter, we're going to be working towards our goals. Yeah, you won't have to set a re- resolution every year. Like, you'll be fit year-round. <laughs> exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. Straight up. Yeah. yeah. And so I really love that piece about grace. Um, because you, your mind is the most sensitive thing. Yeah. And you, the way you talk to yourself is vital. It's mm-hmm. important. And if you're not graceful towards yourself and your journey, um, you, won't, you won't ever reach your goals. And if you do, you'll be a jerk and yeah. you'll treat everybody else poorly. <laughs> and so, no, I love that. I appreciate that. Any, again, any last thoughts? <laughs> I do actually have one. Yo, last let's go. <laughs> <laughs> because you mentioned, um, like always being like in a state of like becoming, yeah. uh, becoming a better person, whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that a, like a lot of unhappiness comes from people feeling stagnant. Um, where you feel like you're not growing in any aspect of your life. And even if you, like, take a look at just, like, nature and, Mm. like, us as, like, organisms, like, we're literally put on this earth to go through cycles. You know what I mean? Like, if you take it down to, like, a tree or a plant or whatever it is, it's in a constant state of growing. Like, a plant or a tree is never stagnant. It's, it's like, it grows up to be a tree. The trees, the leaves fall. It goes through stages. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. if that tree is stagnant, it's dead. Yeah, and I think word. that's where that's a, a lot of unhappiness comes from for a lot of people is feeling like I have no, I have nothing that I'm mm. like working towards. I have nothing that I'm, and it's not. It doesn't have to be like something like physical that you have to like attain. Right. You know what I mean? Like, right. am I becoming a better person? Right. Am I becoming and, and continuing to grow my relationship yeah. with your husband or wife or your yeah. girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever it is? Yeah. Am I being a better friend? Am right. I being a better partner? Right. Um, so I think just focusing on like being in a constant state of growing, not in a way that stresses you out, but in a way that like mm. inspires you to, to always be 
um, open-minded and always like leave room to learn from others. Yeah, no, that's so good. Yeah. yeah I, you know, um, like you owe it to yourself. Yeah. You really do. And, you know, even, you know, growing up, you know, we're, men are always told, you know, you've got to, you've got to be better for your society. You've got to be better for your community. I had a really deep conversation um, with a good friend of mine. We were at B-dubs just eating wings and talking. And he's just like, how come nobody ever told us we had to be good for ourselves? Mm. You know what I mean? Like we owe it to ourselves. Like this, even this idea of like loving ourselves well, you know, so often like change happens because we want to impress others or we want others to notice us. And um, those could be great motivations, like working hard to get a, um, to get an opportunity or to get a placement or what have you is good or a job or into a school is fine. But like loving yourself enough to want to change so that you're happy with yourself right. is big. Mm-hmm. It's really big. And, um, you know, not to Jesus juke or anything like that, <laughs> but um, I love like in the scriptures when, um, you know, the greatest command is to lo- love the Lord your God with all your yeah. heart, soul, mind. And then the second is to love your neighbor as yourself. But what I love about that is, you know, loving yourself is assumed. Mm. There's no verse for what it looks like to love yourself because in that day and age, it was assumed. But in our cultural context, we need messages on what it looks like to love self because we have been programmed to hate ourselves. Mm -hmm. We have been programmed to perform for others. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, I'm just learning like, yo, it's healthy to love self. And in fact, the more that you grow in loving self, the better you are in being a better mm-hmm. partner in being to a better others, student, yeah. being a good friend. Yeah. And so, yeah, the journey to growth, um, is, you know, traveled with the vehicle of discipline. Um, but that journey is beautiful because you grow in confidence, you grow in clarity, you grow in happiness. And when you feel good and when you uh, are happy with yourselves, you're just lighter and you're able to share that light with others. Amen to that. Yeah. So, no, I really appreciate what you have to say about yeah, that. Yeah, you as well, for sure. Yeah. Um, I hope this episode encouraged, challenged uh, you. I hope it blessed you. I, I'm walking away full. I, I was... That was good. Uh, yeah, me too. How Why do we get shy looking at the camera? I'm like <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> looking down at the ground, looking at the lens. <laughs> I know. That's hilarious. Yeah. I know, like, for me, a big win with recording podcast episodes is when I forget that we're recording and I get yeah, lost in the mm-hmm. conversation. Thank you for attaining that <laughs> and <laughs> for that win. Um, I was thoroughly encouraged. And so hope you were encouraged by it, too. Um, if anybody wants to reach out to you, uh, you want to give them your like social media handles or yeah. where they can find your podcast. Yeah. You guys can find me, um, at Hebron underscore Germa. Um, you can find the podcast information from that as well. Um, I also do photography. So if you need some hey pictures now. taken, uh, Hebron I have all my information on there and thanks for having me, having me. This was super dope. Yeah. Thanks really for conversation. Yeah. Accepting the invitation. Yeah. This was edifying. I definitely learned a lot. Yeah, likewise, likewise. Um, well, until next time, family. Peace.